Well, could we be having a by-election soon in Vancouver kill Chenna? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on the premier. Let's talk to Vaughn Palmer about that this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, so we know who the candidate is in Vancouver kill Chenna. Yes, so Kevin Falcon, the new leader of the Liberals, nominated on Saturday night to run for the vacancy in the legislature. That vacancy caused precipitated by the resignation February 17th, I think, of Andrew Wilkinson, the former Liberal MLA. So Falcons nominated, and, and as usually happens when these things happen, they immediately, immediately challenges John Horgan, call the by-election, what are you waiting for, are you afraid of me getting in the legislature? Um, that's part of the script, but <laughs> it, it triggered a, I found, amusing round of whataboutism on social media on the weekend. So the New Democrats pushed back immediately and went, oh yeah? Well, what about the time we wanted a by-election and you held off six months? And the Liberals go, oh yeah? Well, what about the time (laughs) you wanted a by-election and you held off for six months? So, So six months is the leeway written into B.C. law. The Premier has that long to call the by-election. If he waits six months, the entire legislature session will be gone before Falcon gets to take his seat. The only commitment we have from the premier is that he will move quickly and uh, the winner of the by-election will be able to take a seat in the legislature before the House adjourns on June the 2nd. Okay, so that sounds like it's going to be fairly soon then. And you, you want the leader of the opposition party to be in the legislature. That just seems like a uh, a courteous thing to do. I, I agree, and a fair and reasonable thing to do. And, you know, I, I had a look around at, as they say, the two parties accuse each other of this, of, of waiting and waiting and waiting, except when it's not convenient for them to wait. And basically, here's what the record shows. When the government wants the by-election, they call it very quickly. That happened when Christy Clark lost her seat in the 2013 election. The Liberals were still government. A Liberal stepped down. They called the by-election within a month. That happened in 2018 when an NDP MLA resigned his seat. The government called the by-election. John Horgan called the by-election within two months, and one of those months had Christmas in it. So immediately. Right. Waiting six months? That's what you do when it's an opposition seat, and you don't really give a damn whether the opposition gets a member back into the House or not, and that happens too. Um, The one thing I take away from all that is that the timing of the by-election has absolutely nothing to do with how long it takes to get ready for a by-election. And in order to prevent this kind of games playing by premiers, I think the right thing to happen would be to transfer the timing question to the independent chief electoral officer. So an MLA resigns his or her seat, the notice goes to the speaker, the speaker notifies the independent chief electoral officer, and he or she calls the by-election when Elections BC is ready. And it can happen fairly quickly. Because you're right, Simi, the real problem isn't whether it suits the political parties, because they're going to look at their own self-interest. It's in the interest of the voter in any riding to have an MLA representing them in the House. They can go to the MLA's constituency office with problems. The MLA can stand up in the House and raise his or her issues. So I really think this nonsense that is on parade between the political parties where they call the by-election to suit themselves 
it really should be handled over, handed over to the electoral officer, and he or she should call the by-election. Right, agreed, right? That's exactly what should happen. Uh, what do you think will happen here, though, in terms of the NDP finding a candidate to run there? I mean, they've, they've never had good success in Kilchenna anyway. No, it's not a... It's not <laughs> one recalls, as one tends to do, a a general election some years ago in that riding where the NDP candidate was found to be on holiday in Cuba. <laughs> and the point was made, like, so what, right? They didn't have a prayer yeah, in the riding. Exactly. He probably would have gotten the same number of votes if he'd stayed in Cuba the entire duration of the election. So, no, there, there are seats in the province that are like that, super safe for one party or the other. I will point out that in the 2020 provincial election, the Liberals lost a bunch of seats that they thought were ironclad and safe for them, and they took for granted. And, of course, in the 2001 B.C. election, the New Democrats lost almost all their seats in the the legislature, including some that had been NDP for decades. So... The party should be careful. Don't take it for granted. The voters get the idea that you're taking them for granted. You've started the slide away from government and into opposition. I was thinking as well about the case of Ruth Ellen Berceau in Quebec. Yeah. For NDP MP who who also, I think she was on vacation in Las Vegas or something when the election happened and ended up winning. Yeah. And and she got herself elected to parliament and she won the second time, as I recall, but she didn't win the last time. I think she lost her seat. But yeah, no, it's true. It can happen. Uh, the voters, uh, as I said, the the worst thing you can do with uh, the voters is to get the idea in their heads that you think this one's a gimme. So, so yeah, parties have to fight and take it careful, and, and then the Democrats will find somebody in that riding who's, you know, uh, very happy with the way things are going under the NDP, and will make a fight out of it, and uh, I think the Liberals will... You know, they they expect to win, but I don't think they'll, uh, you know, fail the campaign and do all that stuff. Right. Let's also talk about the addition of seats, because BC's adding seats all the time. Yes, we are. And the Election Boundaries Commission, it's independent. It starts hearings in Vancouver today. I think it's at the SFU Center. It uh, goes on uh, for a while. Uh, this is redrawing the election boundaries for the next provincial election. So the commission's independent, but it makes recommendations. Government has final call. And what's been happening, Simi, over the years is population balance is shifting, of course, to the urban regions of the province. And that means that representation shifts there as well. So the commission, the dilemma is, do you just make the seats in the remote rural parts of the province even bigger? Or do you add seats in urban British Columbia and leave the remote rural seats the way they are? What we've been doing is adding seats. So this commission has the power to add six more seats to the legislature. There were already 87 seats in the legislature. And when I sit in the House, I find myself wondering where they're going to put the next six unless they decide to have the new members sit in the speaker's lap. Because right? I thought that too. Because the chamber is jam-packed. So small. Um, but yeah, that, that's sort of what they do. And the Liberals had brought in a thing that protected a bunch of seats, uh, 17 of them, uh, and the NDP stripped that away. So really this commission will be saying, do we add six more seats to maintain the balance of population? My guess is they will. And, uh, you know, if people out there think we already have enough pol- politicians, we've been adding them adding seats at the rate of about one a year for decades. Um, 
the commission has a website, Simi, and you can send them a note and say, no, 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 we don't need any more politicians. Whether they'll listen is a different matter. Uh, this is the issue that I know that Mike Farnworth has talked about in the past, because he's, he loves the idea of the benches like they have in yeah. UK's parliament. Yeah, no, that's been talked about in the past. And, you know, I, I've visited the UK parliament for prime minister's questions, and there isn't a, there are enough seats in the UK house for all the members to be in there at one time. Um, I tease Farnworth that they should not only put in bleachers, but they should give the members little flags so they can wave them like at a football game. <laughs> I don't think that's... And they can learn to do the wave, you know. I mean, this has got huge potential for theatrics, but I don't think that's the way we're headed. The members... <laughs> They've added seats. One year, they took all the seats and they cut about six inches out of the benches and narrowed them of, of the really? desks at, at considerable public expense. Uh, so, you know, they've narrowed the gap between the two sides. Uh, the old tradition was two sword lengths apart from the British House of Commons. So they've done just about everything. Uh, they moved the press gallery, um, but I think they're running out of space. I don't know what they're going to do this time. Oh, boy. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Their yes, sounds like there will be shortly, anyway, a by-election to be called in Vancouver, Kilchenna.